0: Welcome to Woman in Progress, the podcast for smart, successful, high-achieving women who are ready to choose themselves, stop following the shoulds, and have the audacity to create the perfectly imperfect lives they crave. I'm your host, Samantha Ushato, corporate leader by day, health mindset coach, and group fitness instructor by nights and weekends. I created this space for the seekers, the messy action takers, the women who are courageous enough to lean into discomfort in the name of growth and are willing to live life on purpose. So if you're ready to work on yourself for yourself, be an example of what's possible and meet other incredible women on the same journey, you're in the right place. Consider this your official invitation. Let's get to work. Hello, sweet friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for being here, for tuning in, for sharing, rating, reviewing, following, subscribing, all the things us podcasters ask you to do. I truly, truly appreciate it. Now, before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to let y'all know that I have four spots open for one-on-one coaching in May. Side note, can you believe it's May? I'm speaking in caps right now because I am shook. Where is the time going? Anyhow, I have four one on one spots open for coaching this month, and I'd love to work with you. I've been getting lots of messages and inquiries from people wondering how they can learn more about the work that I do and how coaching works. So, if that's you, head to the show notes after this episode, and I want you to snag a spot on my calendar so we can have a chat. I can't wait to talk to you. Now, today I'm sharing somewhat of a throwback, if you will. I, for whatever reason, woke up thinking about this head style talk I did a number of years ago. And I just felt compelled to share it with you. And I can tell you that watching it again this morning, and it's been actually a few years since I last watched it, it fills me with so much emotion. I was legitimately crying (laughs) this morning. I remember this version of me. I remember how hard she worked to turn her pain into purpose and share openly about a time in her life that caused her tremendous suffering. I remember how steadfast she was that flying to Kelowna to work with a coach to deliver this TED-style talk was necessary, in spite of all the doubts, comments, and judgments of friends and family. I remember the courage she had to embody, to stand up in front of a group of strangers, and share a personal story in the hopes that even just one person would feel less alone by hearing it. Watching this video from seven years ago, I am so proud of 2015 Samantha. She was strong. She had guts. She was scared and did it anyway. She leaned into vulnerability and dared to come face to face with a wound that was still fresh but healing. Now, if you listen closely, you'll hear the emotion come into my voice at a few points during this talk. And I still tear up in the same places even years later, even after those scars have faded. And I wanted to share this with you today because I think it's important you know the process of becoming your best version is difficult. It's sometimes messy and it's never linear, but it's worth it. We are always learning, growing, and becoming. The evolution never ends. And if you're willing to start exactly where you are shaky hands and heart racing, you can look back years from now and be super proud of the woman you've become. Now, this talk was a pivotal moment for me. And if I'm being honest, It set me on a life trajectory that despite some detours and wrong turns along the way has never wavered. I walked off that stage with so much clarity around the fact that I was meant to be a coach, to do this work and to help other women put themselves first and live life full out so that they can create the lives they crave. So I hope you enjoy my keynote talk entitled First Love Yourself. Speak to you next week, angels. You know, the girl who has it all the amazing career, the perfect boyfriend, tons of friends, and the awesome wardrobe to boot. I was that girl. A modern-day wonder woman, if you will. All throughout my life, I just had it all together. I set goals, and I demolished them. (laughs) I set my mind to something, and I made it happen. People were constantly asking me, Sam, how do you do it all? And to them, I would reply, I'm a little bit of an overachiever. Yet, despite all the ingredients of success, I was neither happy nor fulfilled. I was burning the candle at both ends in my pursuit to happiness and looking for fulfillment in all the wrong places. See, my measure of happiness was based on how many friends I had, uh, what clothes I was wearing, how much money I had in the bank, and how I looked. You see, on the outside, yeah, sure, I had it all. But on the inside, I was miserable. You know, where were the happiness and worthiness I thought that all my goals and achievements would deliver? So one day, I got fed up. I broke up with my boyfriend, I quit my job, I moved apartments, and I enrolled in nutrition school. Things were finally falling into place. And then, slowly but surely, the misery started to creep back in. And with it, cystic acne, that not only covered my face and neck, but my chest and back as well. It was like the universe was saying to me, you're not meant to be doing this anymore, sweetheart, and unfortunately, the only way you will listen is if we send you a message you can't ignore. (laughs) Message received, loud and clear. I can acutely remember the nights that I cried myself to sleep, wishing and hoping that I would wake up and have my skin woes just be a terrible nightmare. Or the uncontrollable anger I felt when perfect strangers would stop me on the street and offer me unsolicited advice on how I should eat, live, and cleanse my skin. Or the incredible shame I felt when I would tell people that I was a nutritionist and yet I looked anything but the picture of health and vitality. I mean, who would take health advice from someone that looked like me? I was desperate to fix myself. Doctors, naturopaths, psychotherapists, self-help books, yoga, meditation, dieting, you name it, I tried it. And each and every time I would try something new and it didn't work, I'd beat myself up for not being good enough, smart enough, and working hard enough to achieve my goal. Took five years, a debilitating skin condition, and almost 30, thousand dollars. Yeah, I totaled it up. (laughs) Trying to fix myself, to find that external something that would solve all my problems before I realized that everything I was doing was simply just solving a problem that was so much smaller than what was really going on, which was fundamentally that I didn't love or accept myself. You know, my experience taught me that we can exhaust ourselves trying to find and change some external circumstance that will bring us some external result, when at the end of the day, if you don't go within, you go without. And when we learn to flex our self-love muscle and choose love for ourselves over fear, judgment, criticism, and blame, that is when the true healing begins. And you may not have cystic acne like I did. For you, it could be something completely different. But what I want you to do is think about that thing, that thing that you're being plagued with, that's looming over your head like a big dark cloud, that thing you're struggling with, that thing you're you're making you stuck and unhappy. And if there's one thing you can take away today, let it be this. The first thing, and honestly, most important thing that you need to do in order to find that success, happiness, health, and fulfillment in any area of life, is to take the steps to first love yourself. And so today, I want to teach you how to take the steps to truly love yourself first, flex yourself love muscle, and develop a beautiful relationship with the most important person in your life, you. Because here's what I know to be true. If you want to soar in health, in love, in life, and in your business, you must first learn to fly. First love yourself. Now, the number one reason people give for why they aren't more self-compassionate is because they believe that they'll be too easy on themselves. Fair enough. They believe that without that constant self-criticism to spur themselves on, wouldn't they just skip work, eat three tubs of ice cream, and binge watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians all day? (laughs) Right? I shared the same concerns, because when I looked at my life, I saw that my achievements, my resilience, my drive, it all came as a result of me pushing myself to be better and do better. So if I wasn't hard on myself, nothing was ever going to get done. But I realized when I developed cystic acne, and despite my best efforts, which included criticism, judgment, and blame, that I probably had to rethink my once tried-and-true form of self-motivation. You see, rather than focusing on my outward appearance to reaffirm my worth. I began the journey inward and took an inside-out approach. Because what I realized is that despite everything I'd amassed in my life, all the successes, all the things I had to be grateful for, it was just never enough. You know, I was constantly searching for something that would make me happier and more successful and more satisfied in my life. And my awareness shifted to the fact that I really just had a negative depiction of myself and a virtually non-existent sense of self-worth. And that awareness was the key that unlocked the door to my transformation. You see, we a lot of times we don't realize that there's this inner critical voice that's constantly on overdrive in the back of our minds. You see, I like to call that inner critical voice my inner mean girl. She's the force that lives inside you, that is constantly telling you negative things, she bullies you into making self-sabotaging choices, and she can make even the most successful woman feel like absolute crap in two seconds flat. You know, she's the one behind your constant negative thoughts, your worrisome behavior, and your perfectionism. She's the one who makes you eat, drink, and spend too much, and ask too little for what you want and for what you're worth. So, in order to silence your inner mean girl, you need to cultivate an active awareness on who she is and how she impacts your daily life. Try to pay attention to when she shows up and tries to hijack your mind, emotions, and reactions. Pay attention to when she shows up because it'll probably be in times of fear, uncertainty, and self-doubt, or when you're stretching yourself or being vulnerable. You know, Pay attention and start to write down your observations because once you start to be an active observer of her, you are no longer a victim of her. And that is really the first step in changing your inner reality from one in which you're hard on yourself, to one in which you're your best friend. You're stupid, and useless, and lazy, and you'll never amount to anything. If only you lost 20 pounds, then you'd find the man of your dreams. Has anyone ever said that, or some version of that to themselves? Yeah. And would you say that to a friend, or even a stranger, for that matter? (laughs) Probably not, right? And and that's the problem, because when we are so naturally inclined to be kind to the people in our lives that we love, and especially when they're going through a difficult time, we tell them it's natural to fail, that they're only human, and we reassure them of our love and support when they're being hard on themselves. But how many of us offer that kind of compassion to ourselves? You see, my experience taught me that there's such a true power and value to being self-compassionate. You know, where the motivational power of self-criticism comes from fear, the motivational power of self-compassion comes from love. And so you really need to change and actively change the conversation you're having with yourself. You know, and, and for example, you know, I would wake up in the morning and I'd go to the mirror and assess the state of my skin. And every morning, it would be worse than the night before. And obviously, that sucked. And instead of going down the typical path of self-flagellation, I would say, I know this is hard. You are beautiful. And you are so much more than your skin. I know this is hard. And you will get through it. Just be patient. And, you know, that was really a moment of triumph for me. Because it was such a long experience of having this negative force always over my head and in my ear and really you know, keeping me down and keeping my acne you know, at the forefront of every moment in my life. And it was really self-compassion that saved me. You know? and, and the truth is, everyone is worthy of self-compassion, even you the nurturing quality of self-compassion allows us to flourish and to really see the beauty and richness of life, even during challenging times. Now, we've all probably heard the term self-love, but what does it really mean? Self-love is not something you have. It's something you choose. Self-love is a choice that you make, or don't, in every moment of every day for the rest of your life. But the problem is is that as women, we don't give ourselves permission to do so. So, consider this your proverbial permission slip to dress yourself in self-love. Rather than overgive, overdo, overwork, under-express, under-appreciate, under-care for yourself, perform a loving and empowering act towards yourself. Reflect on all the things you love to do. What lights you up? What nourishes you? Reflect on all those things and make a commitment each and every day to do something for you. You see, I learned the hard way that no one can have it all. We each, if we're lucky, will have our chance to make our mark on the world. And rather than trying to emulate Wonder Woman, focus on what's wonderful about you instead. Have the courage to accept yourself exactly as you are and believe that you are worthy no matter what you have, do, or become. You are worthy right now. And just as you'd hire a personal trainer or join a gym to strengthen your physical muscles, strengthening your self-love muscle works in much the same way through practice, commitment, and consistency. Because when you learn to become aware of how you relate to yourself, when you learn to cultivate self-compassion, and when you take action on the things that light you up inside, you are laying the foundation for a beautiful relationship with the most important person in your life, yourself. And so I invite you to go boldly, audaciously, and joyfully in the direction of love. Because if you want to soar in health, in love, in life, and in your business, you must first learn to fly. First, love yourself. Thank you so much for hitting play on another episode of the Woman in Progress podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? Don't worry, the conversation doesn't stop here. Follow me at Samantha Ushato on Instagram and be sure to let me know what part of the episode resonated with you most. I would love hearing from you. And if you liked the show, please share it with a friend. The more, the merrier. Until next time, here's to being a woman in progress.